the dinosaur. It was her glasses. Helen was the art gallery archetype. She was tall, had crystal clear complexion, her hair jet black cut in a vicious bob. She hid her beautiful blue eyes behind a pair of large black plastic rim frames. Her glasses were almost so large it looked comical, but she could pull it off. Helen floated towards me at a gallery opening and leaned in, pointing to my pin I had on my jacket lapel. I love dinosaurs, she said. It's Nessie, actually, I replied. Who? Nessie, as in Loch Ness. She leaned in closer and I could smell her floral scent. Chanel number five. I recognized it immediately. I always enjoyed meeting a girl who carried herself in a distinct manner, and Helen had this in spades. We exchanged numbers and made plans to hang. A week later, she texted me to meet her at the satellite in Silver Lake. I headed out, found parking, and walked inside. MGMT's electric feel was blasting throughout the club. The place was crowded with an arty crowd. The girls dressed like they stepped out of a 1960s courage catalog. The pretty boys were channeling their Richard Avedon looks. Helen was seated in the corner with her menthol cigarette dangling off her hand as she appeared to be talking to three people at once. She gave me the biggest smile from across the room, wildly waving. This was during my mod fashion phase, tight jeans, fitted blazer, and felt fedora, so I fit in perfectly. I walked over to her with my greyhound cocktail in hand and toothpick in mouth. I kissed her on her cheek and she emitted that same scent. She moved aside and made me sit next to her while continuing her conversation. She quickly introduced me to her friends as they shook my hand with loose wrists. I've hung out with the art set before, but this was a new experience. It looked like I was living inside of a nylon magazine spread. The girls and boys were also photogenic, on-trend and oh so ambivalent of their effortless cool. As the evening progressed, Helen was sitting on my lap, and our fingers were intertwined. We were on our fourth drink, and our packs of cigarettes were almost gone. It was time to leave. Helen's face was pink, flushed from drink, as was mine. We stepped outside. It was December in LA, and the Santa Anita winds were kicking in a cool chill. Helen held on to me as I took off my jacket and shielded her from the breeze. We walked to my car as I suggested we should perhaps head towards downtown for another drink. She was game. We drove down east on sunset enjoying the streetlights. It was nice to feel the wind from the moonroof as the cold air seemed to sober us up. I made a right turn on Grand wanting to show Helen Disney Hall. Grand was always empty at night, and it really was one of the best nightly cruise routes. We came across the gleaning molded meadow of Frank Gehry as I slowed our speed, gently taking in the view. The street was desolate, no one in sight. I pulled over and parked in an illegal zone. I walked around the car and opened Helen's passenger door. She stepped outside wearing my jacket as a cape. She giggled and held on to me as if we were a seasoned couple. I guided Helen up those steps of the hall, and we spread our hands against the exterior of the building. We marveled at the cold metal, how it gnarled and twisted, seeming to want to escape us at every turn. The building was stealthy, cold, rebellious, and alive. It felt good to touch it tonight. We walked around the corner of the building towards a gated entrance guarding a rising staircase. I motioned to her to be quiet as I wedged my foot between the railing of the gate and climbed over to the other side. Helen's face behind those large black rim glasses was a look of complete mischief. She also managed to climb over. We quietly walked up the steps, pausing every other moment to listen if we heard anything. Finally, we made it to the top. Our hands held together, we stepped forward. We were inside the secret garden behind the hall. Helen emitted a quiet gasp, her hands covering her mouth. She never knew about this place, and I was pleased I could show it to her. The garden smelled of lavender, vanilla, organic herbs fresh pine and oak. Helen did not speak one word. 
She seemed to walk with the tip of her feet, springing to each flower, plant, and tree attracting her attention. I stood there and watched her longingly. She looked beautiful amidst this dark forest. I walked over to Helen and held her hand as we walked towards a large sculpture made up of broken porcelain and blue tiles. Its shape was that of a rose in open bloom. A spring trickled a pool of water around it, and I could see the reflection of the metal hall against it. Helen turned around and hugged me mightily, a hug that she seemed to reserve for special moments like these. I hugged her back and we held on to each other, to what seemed like eternity. Soon after, we decided to head out. We gently walked down the stairwell, doing our utmost to muffle our footsteps. We hopped the gate and walked towards my car. We continued heading south on Grand. We both sat staring outside our windows as we cruised towards the heart of downtown, quiet, content, and contemplative. The scent of florals now filled my car, and we were both entranced in its spell. Helen looked over, and her glasses were now off, her face naked, bare, and vulnerable. She looked beautiful, her arty demeanor having faded away. She nestled her head on my shoulder and exhaled a gentle sigh of happiness. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight